Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Here at BCS, we talk about all things true crime. If you enjoy that type of thing, please consider subscribing. If you don't, well then, what in the heck are you doing here? You clearly walked through the wrong door. To my loyal subs, a warm welcome. Let me just ask that if after watching or listening to this episode, you find you enjoyed it or learned something, do me a favor, smash that like button. Also, if you enjoy my videos, please consider a Patreon membership. I keep the price low at $1.99. It's an inexpensive way to help keep me afloat. Now, without further ado, let's dig in. What's up, everybody? Hope you're all well and happy. Today, I want to talk about the case out of Bel Air, Maryland, where 37-year-old mother of five, Rachel Morin, was found murdered a day after heading out alone for a hike on Saturday, August 5th. Rachel set foot on the Ma and Pa Trail at around 6 p.m. This is a 6.5-mile trail that is very popular. It consists of a 3.3-mile section through Bel Air and a 1.7-mile segment in neighboring Forest Hill. It takes about two hours and 25 minutes to complete the trail. Note that Rachel's car was found parked at the William Street trailhead. When Rachel failed to return home, her new boyfriend, Richard Tobin, reported her missing at approximately 11.23 p.m. Saturday evening. Police began searching for Rachel that night. The next day, Sunday, August 6, a civilian searcher located a body just off the Mompa Trail at 1.07 p.m. The body was reportedly inside a tunnel, naked, and was surrounded by blood. However, the police have not confirmed any of that information other than a body was found at 1.07 p.m. On Monday, August 7th, the police tragically confirmed that the body belonged to Rachel Morin. As I said earlier, Rachel headed off on this trail around 6 p.m. The sun would have set that night a little bit after 8 p.m. The late hour that Rachel set out for this hike still strikes me as odd. I know temperatures are hot during the day in the summer, so that might explain why she left so late. I wonder, however, if she made any plans to meet up with someone at that trail. We heard that she told employees at the tanning salon that she went to at 2 p.m. for her daily spray tan that she was on three dating sites. Her relationship with her boyfriend, Richard Tobin, was fairly new, very new. I wonder why Rachel would have still been on dating sites if she was planning to focus on Tobin. Had she perhaps changed her mind about him? Did she decide she still wanted to date other people? On Sunday night, Tobin took to social media to state his innocence. He wrote, quote, I love Rachel. I would never do anything to her. Let her family and I grieve. Yes, I have a past, but I also have 15 months clean and have changed as a person. Please, end quote. I want to know what he means by clean. That sounds like 
clean of illicit substances. I heard former FBI agent Jennifer Koffendoffer on Surviving the Survivor say that people can go into drug-induced rages. Is that a possibility in this case? Tobin has to be at the top of the people to interview list because, one, he was Rachel's boyfriend. Significant others are always the first people of interest. Two, he is among the last people to see her alive. Three, he has a lengthy rap sheet that includes some restraining orders and violations of those restraining orders. That doesn't look good, but it also doesn't mean that he's the person who committed the crime. It takes a certain type of person to commit a brutal act like this. Note that Rachel had five children from three different men. These baby daddies will be in the circle of people the police will be interviewing. I read on Reddit, clearly a dubious source that we know cannot be fully trusted, that one of the fathers of her children is or was a drug addict. I don't know if that's true, and no names were mentioned. I also read that Rachel had a long and contentious custody fight with one of her exes that she won. Could that man have been holding a grudge? With Rachel out of the way, he would then get custody. Again, these are just rumors and speculation. I heard criminal profiler John Kelly offer a profile of the person who might have committed this horrendous act, and I'm going to share the characteristics he mentioned. By the way, Rachel was just 5 feet 2 inches tall and 107 pounds. I was surprised to learn that because in her photos, she seemed taller to me. Kelly said that whoever took Rachel's life is someone who is very familiar with the Ma and Pa Heritage Trail and the tunnels that are in it. This person could be a female, but is more likely to be a male. So I'm going to use masculine pronouns in this video moving forward, since Kelly seemed fairly sure that this is a guy. Kelly pointed out that this man knew the best spot on that trail to ambush Rachel without being seen. Again, that points to deep knowledge of those woods. Kelly thought it was likely this person used a weapon to force Rachel from point A, where he ambushed her, to point B, the secondary location. If this sounds familiar, it's because this is very much the same MO that we saw in the Delphi case. However, I heard former FBI agent Jennifer Koffendoffer say that if it's true that a large rock was used as a weapon, then that would point to the perpetrator not coming prepared. In that case, it's possible this was an essay gone wrong and the perpetrator suddenly felt compelled to take Rachel's life and thus grabbed whatever was nearby to use as a weapon. The secondary location is where this person likely harmed Rachel. This guy also knew where to conceal her body. Now, in my opinion, this level of familiarity seems to indicate that this man is either a local or someone who traveled to that trail frequently and hiked or ran it many times. The authorities have not said if Rachel was essayed. The Native American tracker guy 
who claimed his stepdaughter is the searcher who found Rachel, said she was naked and inside one of those big drainage pipes or tunnels. Kelly said that if Rachel's body was posed in any way, then we're dealing with a sexual monster. Posing would also point to a serial killer. Kelly then spoke directly to the killer because he knows criminals watch everything they can in the news and on social media. Kelly told this guy to get ready because law enforcement is going to be knocking on his door really soon. Seeing Kelly speak directly to the killer gave me goosebumps. Now, a second grade Maryland teacher vanished while taking her evening walk in a local park one week before Rachel was found deceased. The teacher is 59-year-old Miriam Tour Sila. And she went out on July 29, 2023, for a walk in a nearby park around 8 p.m. Sila teaches in Greenbelt, Maryland, which is about 55 miles from Bel Air. Sila has not been seen since. According to the authorities, she took a 30 to 45 minute walk almost every day in Shram Hills Park. All of her belongings and medications were found at her home, so this doesn't sound like a case of someone deliberately disappearing. Her friends also say she's a devout Muslim who never misses her daily prayers. So is Sila's disappearance related to Rachel Morin's death? Does Maryland have a predator who is out on the trails and parks looking for women to attack, or is this just a coincidence? Note that yesterday, August 16th, Sila's adult son, Mohammed, who lives with her, was arrested on five-year-old traffic charges, and he's being held without bond. Her son is the person who told the police that she didn't come home from her walk. Have the police taken this son into custody on these old charges because they want to have a chance to interrogate him further about his mother's disappearance. It seems odd that they'd suddenly take him into custody on charges that are five years old. Perhaps Sila's disappearance has nothing at all to do with Rachel Morin's murder. Now I'm going to play you the 911 call that was made by Cecilia the stepdaughter of that Native American tracker. For the mom, Pa, just received a call from a Cecilia who's stating that they have located the Rachel subject on the mom, Pa, going through one of the tunnels that runs under 23 near mile marker 2.75. All right, four. 1371, can you go ahead with that message again? We just received a call from a Cecilia who's advising that she has located the missing Rachel Morin subject on the Monta in a tunnel that runs under 23 priority 4 near mile marker 2.75 on the Monta. Caller is standing by at that location.
If you learned anything in this video, please smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'll see you next time.